Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is winning the Super Bowl with the Bucks Tom Brady's greatest accomplishment? And where does it rank in the history of sports for that matter? The Bucks will have a boat parade today starting at 1 p.m. on the Hillsborough River. And is it too early to ask this question, can they run it back? We'll talk Bucks, Brady, and Super Bowl with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, Bucks fans, don't miss out on a chance to relive the incredible season with a hardcover collector's book. It's full of compelling stories and action-packed photos from my colleagues and me at the Tampa Bay Times, this 160-page book. We'll put you inside the huddle. It's a perfect way to commemorate just an unbelievable season. Go to BucksBook.com to order. It's regularly $39.95, but for a limited time, you can save $10 when you pre-order. The offer expires February 17th. All right, Noster Thomas, you were wrong. I knew <laughs> I was going to be wrong, but I was wrong intentionally because Bucks fans would have had my hindquarters had I predicted they were going to win since I had picked them to lose in two previous playoff games and they won so I had a little psychology (laughs) look I didn't expect this to be quite the blowout that it was but we had talked about it I just didn't feel like you know the way Kansas City's offensive line was battered and bruised that that Patrick Mahomes could be all that great against this defensive front and sure enough that's exactly how it played out but still stunning right the season that they had and the fact that I guess we don't have to talk about the goat and the baby goat anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's done. You know what, Rick? You, we were on, I was on a podcast last week where we were setting up this game. And you told me, I think it was on a podcast where maybe you and I had a conversation about it off, uh, off the podcast, where you were saying, don't underestimate how badly banged up this Chiefs offensive line is and what it might mean for this game. And my argument back to you was, no, Andy Reid's got two weeks to figure this out. He'll figure out a way yeah. to... And here's the thing, Rick. They didn't figure out a way. Mm. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know enough of the X's and O's of. And Andy Reid knows forgotten more football than I'll ever know. But it seems to me, just looking at it, he got out coached. He didn't have yeah. an answer for that. Yeah. And Todd Bowles did a heck of a job. And it really did come down to Rick, the oldest thing in the in football. Who mm-hmm. wins the Who wins the line of scrimmage? That's it. And and I just, but I, I tell you, I never thought that Andy Reid would go into that game with. Essentially, no plan. They, they tried to block four guys with their five. Couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Never mm-hmm. had really much help. The Bucks didn't have to blitz. And, and all of a sudden, you look up. They could have played all night, Rick. That game was – I don't know that Kansas City ever would have scored a touchdown. Well, I mean, it was shocking they didn't score one. Um, you know, that's not the norm, obviously. But I, I was just, you know – and all week long, you know, I was the pool reporter out there, and I kind of got a sense of – of, you know what the Bucks game plan was pretty simple. I mean, it wasn't. You know, Todd Bowles gets a lot of credit; he deserves it. But look, he got burned trying to play man coverage on Tyree Kill, and so what they said was, "Okay, we're not going to let anything go over our heads. We're going to keep two safeties back. We're only going to rush four because we think we can get pressure on them um, because of this offensive line." And and, and the the reality is, 
even though everybody in the NFL is an NFL player, right? They're the best in the world. You don't make an NFL roster if you're just not very good. But very few, if any, teams have eight great offensive or good to great offensive linemen. They don't have eight starting offensive linemen. What they have is sometimes three, sometimes four, maybe five um, that are serviceable starters in the NFL. You might have one or two pro bowlers in there. Your backups are just that. They're guys that can play a game or two, maybe three or four. You don't want to have to play a whole season with them. And that's true of the Bucks. Look, if you'd have told me, and nothing against these guys personally, trust me, they're, they're NFL players, they're sure. professional athletes, and better than I'll ever be at anything. But, you know, if you'd have told me, hey, the Bucks are going to play the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know what, Donovan Smith is out, but Josh Wells is starting. And you know what, Tristan Wirfs is out, but Joe Haig is playing right tackle. Like, all of a sudden – Tom Brady's in trouble, right. you know. He's no lesser quarterback, but he's in trouble. And I, I think that was the case with the Kansas City Chiefs. It was just too much, you know, too many changes on that offensive line against a defensive line that was really humming, you know, that were really coming on their own. And let's not forget, the greatest acquisition that this football team got was Vita Vea coming back against the Green Bay Packers and also in the Super Bowl. I mean, you could not have picked a better guy who – is like having 12 men on the field, quite frankly, when he plays. Right. <laughs> um, that could Seriously, they could push the pocket and create some one-on-ones. So I read a stat where like Patrick Mahomes was chased for almost 500 yards. <laughs> That's a remarkable. <laughs> you imagine? He ran around for – you're right. It was like 497 yards. I'd never heard of – I didn't even know they kept such a stat. I'd never seen anything like it, Rick. I've never seen where they would hike the ball and immediately – it felt like little kids playing against grown men – where as soon as he snapped, as soon as the ball was snapped, he just started running because that's how quickly guys were in on him. Yeah. And the, some of the throws he made, oh my like that God. one throw he made that was parallel to the ground, I saw the NFL Films clip already. Stupid. Where Chris Godwin and, and guys run a sideline. It's like, how is he doing that? <laughs> it was, And he actually almost completed a, a couple of balls yeah, to guys did. in the faces. But, Rick, they, it, I, that def- and here's the other thing, too, that I was really super impressed with besides that pass rush. And I know Levante David's a great football player. We've we've all known that for years around in Tampa Bay. But if you'd have told me, like, hey, we we can sort of match him up almost one-on-one with Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, yeah. I'm going to be like, eh, you sure you he's want to 31, do that? He's 31 years old. I mean, <laughs> he, they both are. But I, well, mean, but, I mean, but Kelsey, like, he dominates everybody. It's like, I know. Levante David's not the first linebacker to try to match up with this guy. And no. it usually doesn't work. He actually did a really good job against he Travis did. Kelsey. He did. And he's a nine-year veteran. This is not his first year. He has defied his age um, for a lot of years. No, it was a, it was a good plan. It worked terrifically. And I just, you know... You could have made a lot of money if you had a prop bet that Kansas City wasn't as good, going to score a touchdown. I mean, that's just unheard of. It was ridiculous. I think I heard what the number was, and it was you know like four fifty or something like yeah. that. It was, it was a. I mean, there was no. If I if I'd have told you before the game, Rick, I'm going to give you the score. Okay, here's the score: thirty-one to nine. Oh, Bucks lose. <laughs> right? Yeah, Bucks I, lose. There's no way I thought. Yeah. You know that? No, I I'm not shocked that Tampa Bay scored thirty-one, but I am shocked at the nine. The you know, nine is the big yeah. thing. There was no way that you would have predicted that. And, um, you know, the way the game started, I, I also think there was a part of Mahomes, and he kind of admitted this, like, later in the week, that, you know, he kind of has to learn how to not try to go for the home run every time. You know, like, when he went in there, you know, Tariq Hill had 200 yards in the first quarter. I mean, they were bombing away. 
And I do think that, like, he's so talented and he relies on his arm that when things break down, you know, hence the 500 yards of scrambling before the game was over, he finds a way to kind of keep things alive and he sees the field so well that he figures, I can get out of this. I've said this several times, and tell me what you think, because I think at the end of the game, by by the time this game was over, what it looked like, the Kansas City offense, was like a Texas Tech spring game where you got a quarterback – who is you know doesn't have a lot of protection? He's kind of running around out there, turning around, looking for anybody to make a play, and that's sort of what happened at times with with Mahomes, which is why he wasn't drafted where where he should have been. Because when you watch the tape, that's how he played the position. He played it different than anybody plays it. Yeah, you know what, Rick, and, I'm, and I hope people get this. Don't get this messed up. I'm not comparing them to a high school team. But I covered you and I both covered high school. That's what it looked like. Players, yeah. were, who were great players in high school, and they didn't have much around them. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the ball was snapped, they just start running around That's and right. making plays. And like That's I said, right. I'm not comparing Kansas City to a high school team. No, but the what ended up happening with their offensive line all beat up. That's the offense they took on. Is it was a one man show. Everybody go out, just try to get open, and I'll run around and see if I can throw it to you. And you know the you know the thing that's interesting about it too, Rick, and I'm sure we'll get into a whole Brady talk. Is just to show you how dominant that defense was. This was the first Super Bowl. If you go back and look at Brady's Super Bowl wins, this was the first blowout that Brady's been a part of as a Super Bowl quarterback. Most of those games he won with New England were pretty tight, and it was usually because he got into shootouts with people or or it's a low scoring game. But to be able to to have a team a defense, I mean, he played a great game. I'm not. I wish there was a way they could have given the MVP to the whole defensive line. I know, and I had a vote, and I'm telling you, it was really hard because... You I don't know, know what else she could have done. Yeah, I mean, Todd Bowles deserved it. The defensive line deserved it. Maybe Devin White, who I think is the best linebacker in football, deserved it. I just needed more splash plays early or something that would, would identify one player as opposed to they all played great. Right, you know, these- that's exactly right. It wasn't just, it wasn't just one guy. It was... No. The whole front seven, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, but the whole yeah. front four and then the front seven after that, you know. So. Right. No, they they were terrific. And listen, um, Tom Brady said and did some things before and during and after this game that I thought is remarkable. I mean, first of all, we're going to remember years from now, I think we'll have a better perspective of how special this run was and how improbable it, it really was. But – Aside from that, I mean, we've talked all year about the confidence he instills and, you know, he's the GOAT and this, that, and the other. You know, before the game, he sent out a text, and it wasn't like a Joe Namath prediction. It was basically he told the whole team, whoever was on this bulk text, we will win. And then, you know, the coaches leave after the locker room series, you know, before they go on the field, and it's always left up to the players to bring guys up. And Brady brought him up, and apparently, and we don't know what he said, but whatever he said was epic according to players that were still – sort of buzzing about it after the game. I just think as a leader, like there was no way that Tom Brady was going to let them lose this football game. I mean, they were a confident team. But if you think about the run he just made, Tom, at his age with a new team that at one point was 7-5, and five, they, they went on the road and they won three playoff games, but they didn't just win. Their last three playoff games, including the Super Bowl, were on the road against Drew Brees in New Orleans, a team that had beaten this franchise five straight times. On the road you know, um, at Green Bay against the MVP of the league and Aaron Rodgers. And then you come and you beat Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback most would say right now on the planet. That's 
an incredible statement by a guy who, you know, no one's ever played this long before. It's, you know what, the comparison, now, you know, we ran out of people to compare him to. We, mm-hmm. we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. And I'm not the first one to think of this. A couple of other people I've heard mention this in the last couple of days. If there's anybody to sort of compare this to ever, it's where winning just, he brings the winning, I guess is the way, is the way to put it. Right. It would be LeBron James. That's the only guy that I can think of. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron was in Cleveland, had drafted out of Cleveland, built them into a winner, but never won a championship there it, it, the first time around. But then goes to Miami, takes his talents to South Beach. They, mm-hmm. they win a couple of titles or, you know, multiple titles there. He leaves, goes back to Cleveland. Miami sort of falls off a little bit. Cleveland then becomes an NBA champion. Then he leaves Cleveland, and then they fall off. And he goes to the Lakers and wins a championship there, and they're probably favored to win again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I, mean, I don't know. Mark Messier, I guess, won in a couple different places but as a leader. But it's like guys who were like – not Charles Haley, not those types, not guys who were just on the team or – I mean, I mean Peyton Manning they, is the only other quarterback to go to another franchise and win a Super Bowl. Right. There you go. And he okay. went to two of them. But Peyton, I would say this about, I mean, Manning, you know, did have a great first year there. I think he won one year of the years he might have thrown 50 touchdowns. By the time yeah. he won the Super Bowl, he was a passenger on a great defense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I know that this was a defensive effort what we just talked about in this Super Bowl. But Tom Brady But he was play. the MVP still. He was still the MVP, right? Exactly. He threw three touchdown passes. Let's not and forget no that. interceptions, and yeah, yeah. It was only two hundred something yards, but you can go back, and I know it's a different game now, but you can go back and see where Joe Montana won a Super Bowl where he threw for one hundred eighty nine, right? You know, in a couple of touchdowns. So um, the numbers weren't that, but it's really it's sort of like what you know what he how he affects the whole game, how he you know the confidence he instills and. You know, uh, protecting the football. They had very few penalties. They had no turnovers again. You know, he did all those things you do. You're right. Greatest winner ever. The only thing I I get, look, and I get there are some guys like who never tried to play somewhere. Bill Russell only played with the Celtics, and Yogi Berra only played with the Yankees, and the the Canadian, like Rocket Richard, only played with the Canadians. But, I mean, Jordan tried it, couldn't do it. I mean, this is amazing. I can't. Jordan was five years younger when he played for the Wizards. That's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw a stat the other day, and just talking about his career, and it was somebody broke it down into like three parts, like his yeah. you know, first so many years and then the middle and then the last. I know where you're headed. This, this thing about the last, what, since 2014, which is where we're mm-hmm. basically talking about the last from age 37 on. Yeah. He's already, he, just a, we don't count anything that happened before that, prior to 2014. He still has as many Super Bowl victories as Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. He still has as many Super Bowl MVPs as Joe Montana. I think he has one less league MVP. But that, that we're counting Montana's entire career compared mm-hmm. to just the last seven years of Brady's career. Ricky's had a Hall of Fame career in the last seven years. Yeah. You could even go further. Right? And I saw people do this where he's actually had three Hall of Fame careers. Yes. I think Nick Wright was brought that mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's years, right. They went to they went to like you know Jim Kelly's in the in, is in the Hall of Fame and he went to four Super Bowls didn't win any of them but he went to four. Tom Brady went eight years without winning a Super Bowl, but he went to like three of them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, you know, even during all that time, he was winning he was winning AFC championships or he was winning you know AFC East championships. He was among the league leaders in passing. Um, but yeah, you're right. At 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 the the last day, like the 
the last part of his career has been as good a run as any part of his career. You know what, correct? You know what, what really got to me was, you know, people have been mentioning this the last few days. He's won Super Bowls in three different decades. So if you had told me that, like a guy wins Super Bowls in three different decades, a quarterback, no less, mm-hmm. I would have said, okay, probably won like in 2009 right. and then sometime in the 2010s and then right. 2021. Like, no, his first Super Bowl was what? 2002? 2002. Three? I think it was 02. <laughs> so yeah. it, like at the beginning of one decade and then – the, all the next decade, and then a year into the next decade. It wasn't like he just crammed January it together. 2002. It was a 2001 season, I believe. He was drafted in 2000, but I believe it was a 2001 season. The Bucks obviously won the 2002 season. But it wasn't like, like again, it wasn't like 2009 no, to 2021. It was, 20, it, was 20, it was 18 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it was 19 years ago. It's crazy how long he's – first of all, it's crazy how long he's played. And secondly, yeah, his history for winning is 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 just insane. Um I think he's taken on sort of like this, you know, Ruthian status. I mean, I think he's oh, I, no doubt about it. Transcended just his sport, but as one of the greatest of all time, if you lump him in any sport. I mean, just that's sort of where he is. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Murata, where life is like a staycation every day. Contact them at MuradaStayK.com. You talk about storybook and you know different things like that. It, it really, I remember from the beginning, like there were, there were a couple guys in that organization and, and it was interesting because Arians is mic'd up, Brady's mic'd up and the NFL films. I just love when these, these come out from the Super Bowl, right? Cause they have a lot of guys mic'd up in the game. Right. And it was sorted after the game, they go, he goes up to Arians and it's the typical love you, man. Love you. There. He says, you know, what did I tell you? You know, what did I tell you? The first conversation they had, Bruce Arians told Tom Brady, if you come, we're going to win a Super Bowl. We're we're you're the you're the missing piece. You know, we think everything's here to win. Now, here's what's interesting. And this is maybe coincidental or maybe not. But the four guys that scored touchdowns in that game, oh yeah. They weren't here. <laughs> you know, they weren't even here. I mean, as good of a team as as he was coming to join cuz he 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 saw Mike Evans and he saw Chris Godwin and he saw OJ Howard and he saw that offensive line and he you know, saw Rojo and, and the defense and all this. But the guys that score two touchdowns by Rob Gronkowski, um, one by Antonio Brown and one by Leonard Fournette. And none of them were here before he walked in the building. And they never would have come. Yeah, And wouldn't have been here. Yeah. If, I was, if I was Brady's best friend, though, Rick, and I, this is what I keep going back to. If I was his best friend last February, a year mm-hmm. ago, Mm-hmm. And he said, "Hey, man, I think I'm going to Tampa Bay to play." I'd be like, "You're out of your mind! What? What are you doing? Why would <laughs> right. you do that? Why right. would you soil the end of your career like that?" Right. And it's and it's not that he clearly had talent and clearly, but this yeah. had so many ways of going sideways. You know? Oh, sure it did. That it would have been embarrassing, and you're like, ah, uh, like it just wasn't. You're going to tarnish your legacy, right? Yeah. But the fact that he did it. And maybe I'm just reading into it because I've I've sat back and I've been able to appreciate. I'm not a Bucks fan; people know that. But I so admire what he's done. If he had won another Super Bowl this year in New England, I think the people around the country would have been like, oh, "Here we go, Brady again." I'm so sick of him. And I think there was a minute there where people were like, "Oh, Brady again!" When they made the Super Bowl. But I think after they won it, the reaction I think has been not everybody, but most people is like. Can you believe this? It's almost like, as you said, it took on a Ruthian type of le- well, legendary. It's you know, it's all of a sudden people are like, I think we really appreciate it more now than we ever have. I said we don't, this, we're not sick of him. Like we appreciate it. Yeah, I said this a little while ago. I wrote a story about it. I think he was sanitized by coming here. 
I think getting away from Belichick, I think it was the combination. First of all, we had Brady fatigue, but we had Brady Patriots Belichick fatigue. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Um, because let's face it, Bill's not the warmest guy in the world, you know? So no matter what Brady brings personality wise, or, and he had taken on a lot of that, you know, we're on the Cincinnati mantra and he still does, but he clearly is happier. I mean, I think that's the one thing you, you know, human beings when they're happy and, I mean, he he clearly is very happy, and why not, right? He's got every. What if that guy's depressed? I, then there's a problem. <laughs> but I do think that you know he was more likable because he came to a franchise that is renowned for being the worst in North American sports. And you can talk about whether well, they have this talent, and they have Mike Evans and then Levante, and these guys have been here, and they've added to it, and the offensive line, they've had a bunch of good drafts, and all of that is true. But you know what they didn't have? They didn't have any winning seasons, really. They had a couple in the last 10 or 12 or 13. They didn't have any playoff appearances in the last 13 years. I mean, they were, they've were they been losers. They're one of the biggest losing franchises, not just in football, but in all of sport. Right. Let's be honest. There were three periods in the franchise's history, which has been around since 76, where you even talked about the playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> That's, I mean, three different – so – End of the 70s, 79, they go to the MC Championship game. A couple years years in the early 80s. A couple years, not many. Then Doug Williams gets traded and all goes to hell. And then you got to go all the way, really, to Tony Dungy showing up in 1996, and it took him a year. So from 97 to 03, 04, 05, a little bit with 07 to Gruden, Mm -hmm. that's the second era. And then flatline. I wrote a story that that we had just come through the worst decade of Tampa Bay Bucks football. Which is amazing to think about when you think about how bad they were some of those early parts. But those ten years, if you take record, if you take playoff appearances, however you want to cut it up, before Brady got here, we just come through the worst decade in the franchise's history. Even including 0 and twenty six. Yeah. It's it's hard to believe because you think it's, of some of those eighty, you know, Lehman Bennett, yeah, you know, two and fourteen, Ray Perkins, you know, all that, Sam White, right. yeah, and yet this guy, one guy, <laughs> in a sport, Tom, where you mentioned LeBron James, listen, you only get five guys on a court in foot in basketball, right? If I get if it's LeBron, the greatest player that has been for a number of years, decade maybe, if you get LeBron and two good dudes, two All Star dudes. I'll take your three, and we'll fill in the other two. Well, I mean, he took – think about it. He took LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. And right. He gets Anthony three. Davis. He got one and, good dude. <laughs> but, yeah, and then he goes to Miami. He's got Bosch and Wade. Right. Right? He goes to Cleveland, and he gets Kyrie and, you know, Kevin Love or whatever. Yep. And everywhere he goes, like, cool, we got our three, we got our five, because he's always one of them, and he's the best player on the planet. But in football, Tom – where you play one side of the ball, like you don't play defense, right? You only affect one side of the ball. Right. And this guy is the most, you know, quarterback's the most dependent position there is. He can't throw the ball if he's on his back. He can't catch the ball if it's a good throw. He can't get guys open if they don't know how to run routes. And yet he has, he has absolutely lifted this team. It was surreal. And, I, and I've said it earlier in the year, like I just said, well, you know, confetti will probably fall on his head, and it did. You did. And it's just, you did. You said it right away. Yeah. It's incredible to me that we have come through and did it in a year, Tom. Where it's look, 
I feel for Tampa. I still feel for Tampa Bay fans. I went to that Super Bowl, and I mean, it was cool. Like the you know the league did a nice job honoring. I thought healthcare workers, and you know, no matter what you think of the weekend, it was still a highly produced halftime show. But there's a part of me it really did feel like a, a Bucks home game. Yeah, you know, they tried to run this the normal Super Bowl program. This year was messed up. It was just messed up, and the city looked great. There were I know there were people out and about at the uh, on the waterfront that loved the NFL experience and things like that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But there's a part of me that says, man, of all the years, think about this year in sports. I'm telling you, Tom, we will never have three teams go to a championship round and two of them win world titles in the same year. I don't think we'll see it again. Probably not. You know, probably not. It's no, and you do. You're, I, I, I feel the same way as you do. Although I, I thoroughly enjoyed the football season. I, I don't more so than ever. I don't know. Maybe because really, yeah. I and and I and I've had a hard time getting into other sports because of the lack of fans. There's something about football this year that I don't know. I really, it really helped. It really helped me. I mean, I, well, all of us are finding ways to deal with. Yeah. COVID. And look, boredom is the least of the problems that most people have. You know, I mean, some people are dealing with much greater problems COVID related. Yeah, but we, you know what we needed was normalcy. Yeah, and it, and it, and it provi- But I'm I'm telling you, watching this Bucks team, and maybe that's what made me appreciate it even more. But you mentioned Rick sanitizing that it sanitized. Him. I think you're exactly right because I think now we look at Brady and. I mean, regardless he's of He's admired you, if he's not beloved. He's admired. Well, and here's the other thing, too. It, this sort of – I don't know that it for everybody, but look, I think he was the greatest quarterback coming in, and I, I don't take anything away from New England. But now he's won this Super Bowl. Going into this year, There, I'm sure there were plenty of people like, yeah, you had Spygate. Now you had Deflategate. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, that team cheats. Yep. Well, of course Brady wins, but they cheated. Well, yeah. he didn't cheat here. <laughs> he went to the crappiest franchise in the history of sports and took him to the Super Bowl. Like, what? okay, what else? What do you want me to do now? You want me to sell popcorn in, next year? Okay, I'll do that. Like, it's just stunning. Stunning. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Moffitt Cancer Center. Moffitt is a proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Call one eight 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 moffitt M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Yeah, I agree. And, and the coaches deserve a lot of credit. Um, they're all going to be back. Nobody hired Todd Bowles. Nobody hired Byron Leftwich. Good. You know, it's it's a break for the <laughs> Bad Bucks. Bad for them, good for the yeah, Bucks. It's really good for the Bucks. I mean, and I don't know that they're going to be here forever. You know, I thought it was funny. You know, Bruce Arians, you know, was pretty adamant. He has been for a while about, you know, you're going to be 69. Are you coming back? He goes, heck yeah, I'm coming back. I want to win another one. I mean, and why not, right? Andy Reid, as long as Mahomes is there, may continue to coach. But – and I think Brady's going to end up I, – I may be wrong about this. I don't think Brady's just going to play next year. I think he's going to play two more years. I wouldn't be stunned. I think he wants to get to 45 and do something. 
I think he wants to put so much distance between him and everybody else and play at an age at a high quality that no one else will, will come close to. Because I'm telling you, his skills are not diminishing as far as his arm goes. And no way. His mind is as fast as it's ever been. So I know what he's thinking, you know, which is watch this. You think this was good? Give me an off season. Give me a second year in the system, you know. Um, give me some some other pieces that maybe a running back that can catch or, you know. And they're going to lose players, and every year is different. We don't know if he's going to stay healthy and things like that. Um, but I think he's just, in his mind, he's not done. And he thinks he can continue. He may he may put a ring on every finger, Tom, before it's over. I, I mean, I, why, why wouldn't you, why would why you, wouldn't you think so? Why would yeah. you doubt him at this point? Because who? Right. it's not like – here's the thing, Rick, and you mentioned the run they went on. And I get it, Drew Brees is – Played like he was 97 years old. He was beat up and shouldn't have been on the field. Right. And he's not going to be there next year, I don't think. No, he won't. So suddenly now, Tampa Bay, I think, is the favorite in the division. If Drew well, Jameis Winston there. could be the quarterback in New Orleans. You favoring them? No. Uh-uh. I, no. I, I've seen the team with Jameis Winston quarterback and the same team with Tom Brady's quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady's team won the Super Bowl. But here's the thing, Rick. This, is, this wasn't – you can't look back at this season and say, well, it was fluky. Because you know what? I've seen teams win – championships and other sports where they got to duck somebody because somebody else did the hard work of knocking off somebody hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're on a collision course to meet. You get a break. T- Things fall into place. Yes. You know what? What fell into place for the Bucs? Nothing. They had to go mm. to New Orleans, a team that wiped them off, as you mentioned, yep. two times in a row. Yep. And then they had to go to Green Bay in January in mm-hmm. cold weather against mm-hmm. the MVP. They didn't get to duck mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, The only break they caught along the way if you want to call it that, is they got the the NFC East champ because of the way it fell, and they got to go to Washington. Although that turned out to be their hardest game, the yeah. But, who game would they have, if I'd have told you that Heineke, Heineken, Tyler Han- Michelob, whatever his yeah, name, you're right, exactly. is the, a beer. It, was it going to be their hardest quarterback that they faced? Uh, let it be Lowenbrow. Remember that? Remember Lowenbrow? What is that yes, beer? I they do. still make that German beer? I don't even know, man. Tonight, let it Tonight, be Lowenbrow. Tonight, let it be Lowenbrow. What is it tomorrow night? I uh, want to <laughs> have some more Lowenbrow. <laughs> to, to give me the biggest steak you got, a bottle of Lowenbrow. That was a commercial they had on. But, uh, I mean, seriously. like Speaking of beer commercials, let's just yeah, yeah. get off on this tangent. Yeah, Here's that's the fine. one I liked. If you've got the time, we've got the beer. Oh, I always got time. Remember that one? Miller yeah, beer? Me too. That's if you've right. got the time. Well, listen. If you got the time, there's always a somebody's got the beer, right? I, I mean, beer. It, yeah, I need to. I got the beer's not the problem. Get yeah, the beer. The time, it's finding me, the time. Yeah, find the time. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I'll, I'll bring my own beer. That's, I told you. I think the one, the one, uh, the commercial that was an old one back in. I think it was a Philadelphia beer, Schaefer's beer. It's and they said the one beer to have when you're having more than one. That's almost like admitting right out of the gate. Like it's not a great beer, but you get if you want to get loaded up, we we got your beer here. It starts to taste better after about six. <laughs> That's right. It's like PBR. Remember PBR? There, yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, remember do you, people? Do you remember? Do you remember Schlitz? Schlitz. Yes. Remember that beer? Yeah. Stroh's like, Schlitz. My dad didn't drink beer, but when he did, he'd buy the worst beer ever. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Breitling Boutique. Breitling Boutique is an international plaza. It's one of, only one of fifteen. In the United States, they have welcomed championship quarterbacks, Hall of Famers, and championship boxers as clients. They treat everyone the same, and they'll treat you great, too, when you come in. Just tell them Rick or Steve sent you. And for trying on a watch, you'll get a free Breitling cap. Breitling Boutique, International Plaza. 
Oh, my my okay, Schlitz I got the worst, the worst beer. beer. I I my uh, and I apologize if they're going to be a sponsor someday. I don't even know if they make this. My uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because we have all the beer sponsors. <laughs> you have on all this the podcast. beer sponsors on, the, on Sports Day Tampa Bay. Um, my, I had an uncle who uh, used to drink Black Label Light. Remember Black, Black Label? Label? I do remember that. And now, and, but Black Label Light. Light. I mean, that's just Natty Natty Light was the college beer. Right, yeah. That's it was right. cheap and good. It was cheap. I used to live over near Bush Gardens. I went to USF, and Bush beer was always the... Oh, yeah. You get Bush. that... You get it... Uh, it's the sound you make. It's when you open it. Bush. That's right. Bush. Right? Exactly. Uh, nice little tangent there we got on, too. Um, here's what I wanted to ask you. So the Bucks are going to have a parade today. Yeah. Who doesn't love a parade, right? <laughs> Except maybe when you're in a pandemic. So wear your mask, kids. Yeah, wear your protective face mask. And don't and break stand. anything. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, don't, stand, stand don't six feet apart. Don't turn any cop cars over. Or right, don't do that. I don't think they're going to do that. Or it's a boat parade. No, it's, it's a usually boat after parade. a game. Usually after games as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a boat out. parade, and, um, you know, I think people are maybe at a risk of falling in the in the Hillsborough River. Yeah, be careful of that, too. Yeah. But, um, you know, in Tampa – we we also have this history of of teams that win championships that really can't enjoy them the way every other team in the history of sports enjoys them. Right. For example, they asked Jen Saki, who you're probably familiar with. Yes. Are the Bucks going to visit the White House? And so what she said was, "Yeah, we'll have them as soon as we can make it safe for them and everybody else." In other words, no. No, I know. Right? When would that be? Next next January? Yeah. Like, what I are can't we imagine about? it would be. Yeah. So once again, and if you recall, um. Of course, we, we we heard about the lightning. They didn't they didn't go to the White House either, did they? When they won the no, first one, no. I wish 04? you know what I kind of wish they the if if I were president, as much as I love sports, I would I would kill that that tradition. You don't like that tradition? I because it's become too politicized. Now. Well, it's politicized. Yeah. It was with the last administration, and probably will be right. again. And I, even going back before that, I think I remember yeah. there was time like the Ryder Cup team where you know there were a couple of. Didn't like Clinton. I want to say because yeah, Clinton, so. and they were like, yeah. oh, because of the tax cuts and this and that. It might be a bad tradition, but you know the thing about it is, like even this, even this boat parade, like they can't, they can't go to the stadium. They can't have you know a bunch of people in there and stand up there and hold the trophy. They can't parade through the streets of Tampa, which is what the last team did. I talked to guys after the last Super Bowl that they won, um, eighteen years ago. I had I had actually gone to Hawaii. And thought I was going to be over there on vacation because the game was in San Diego and we flew across. Turned out I ended up covering like six guys in a Pro Bowl instead for the paper, which was fine. They picked up a couple of bills, but in a hotel. <laughs> but the the point of it is that when they when those guys got over there to a man, and you may have talked to players about this in hockey and other places, but to a man, you know what they told me? They said, as great as it was to win the Super Bowl. And you're out there, and you got your kids, and the confetti's falling, and you can't believe it. And you're world champion. You got the little Mario Trophy and all that. They said it didn't really strike them. And the most fun they had, if you ask them about the Super Bowl today, they'll go, "It was the parade. It was going down the road, seeing all the faces, seeing the fans hanging out of the windows, out of the buildings, all that stuff. That was the thing that they remember the most. That was the most fun they had. Not the." 30 or 40 minutes or, you know, whatever happens right after the confetti falls. Isn't right. that interesting that, that uh, that's that's the memories that those guys carry Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. I know I've been around some cup-winning teams because so I used to cover the Stanley Cup. And the same thing, like, you, it's because after the 
after the team wins a cup and they skate, they skate around the ice and all. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same. They're 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 celebrating with one another. If you look there, right. you know they're looking at each other and they're and then they go in locker rooms. And, they hug and, it up and then they smoke a cigar and yeah, they, and then they get drunk. Great, you know. <laughs> yeah, and are we great? Right. But then they then they get to get drunk with the whole city and that's great. right. And like you said, that's the first time they really make contact with eye contact with the fans and they're just and then see what the impact they have. And plus, I imagine too, Rick. You know, you just got done playing the Super Bowl, and even though it's you, you, you start to celebrate. There's got to be a bit of a. You're still like in in game mode. You're still right. emotionally. You're you know you're unlike the day you are the next day or two days later or three days later. Yeah, this segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Marina Bay St. Petersburg luxury waterfront homes where sports fans and enthusiasts live and play. Marina Bay is a 60 acre gated community on Boca Ciega Bay. All new construction available now. Contact them at marinabaystpete.com. Or call 727-906-3300. What's the best celebration you ever attended? You ever attend anything like a parade or a uh, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think so. I got when the lightning won the cup in two thousand four, I was worried that we were that the sports writer was gonna have to cover it. And uh, our old boss Jack Shepard's like, No, no, Metro's covering that. The Metro. Oh, really? So, so you didn't have to so, do anything. No, I think I slept for about three days after that. Because that God was a hard you. that was a slept, long run. I haven't slept in three days since they won. You've done well, just I'm, the opposite. I know what you mean. But I mean it was, you know, that cup run, I mean, we're talking I think it was Edmonton like, boys. It's like yeah, Calgary. Or yeah. Calgary. It was like yeah. fifty days. I think it was fifty days in a row we were working. I mean the NHL 50 playoffs. Days? Wow. Something like that. Something like we I took one day well, off. You gotta win sixteen games, right? Right, you gotta win sixteen games four rounds you're going back and forth and that year they were uh they started off with i think the islanders and then they went to montreal and then they went to philly and that went seven and calgary went seven so you're just well that calgary back and forth how many times you do that yeah i mean from we had to go calgary twice you know so Mm. you know back back and forth two times um but it's you know i mean the celebration i mean i'm trying to think what the 2000 Whatever Super Bowl two thousand three or whatever it was with the Bucks. I mean that parade. You were in Hawaii for the parade, right? The parade. I heard it was yeah. tremendous. I I mean I've seen pictures of it too. Like apparently there were just there were throngs of people. And the other thing that happened when they, I heard this happen because they did it at the they went to the stadium eventually. And right. when they went to the stadium, I've been told that their 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 plane flew over the stadium and the place was already packed and the wings dipped and something I, that could be urban lore, right? Like what's a plane dipping? Coming back from San Diego and all that. Yeah. Coming back from San Diego and, a fan, and the, the, it was already, it was already jam packed. The state, the, the uh, stadium. Did they come the next day? Did they, they spend the night in San Diego? They spent the night in San Diego and then the next day they flew into Tampa and, and went straight to a, to a parade. I believe that's how it went. I believe that was, that's correct. So like Tuesday. Yeah. They had to parade. And the place was, you know, back then you could jam the whole stadium. It was sixty something thousand people in there, and it was pretty awesome, I guess. After uh, after the the parade, I don't know, whatever order it was, people talk about it. But then the next year, um, they had to start on the road and play at Philly, which disappointed Gruden. You know, I would assume. Let me ask you: of these games, like which one? They have a really kind of a weird home schedule. The only games I could come up with at home that made sense. Let, assuming the Bucks open at home because they're the Super Bowl champs and they don't put them on the road, would be like the Bills at home, just because the Bills were a really good team. Mm-hmm. Or Dallas, that's another team who's not a good team but has a big following. Right. Now, would, there's we, no, would we assume that they're, they would get that 
Thursday night, the like season opener game? Would I, they do that? The Super Bowl champions have is the, is the thing. They really have and started Bra- that. It's Brady. I mean. Yeah, it's Brady. And you, you could have Brady against Josh Allen, right? Like Brady, you know, um, against Dak Prescott, perhaps, if he's back. I don't know if he will be or not. But there's a, the other games in there aren't very appealing, quite frankly. You know? What about New Orleans? Would they do that? I thought about New Orleans. If James, let's say Jameis is the quarterback and they're the rival in the NFC, NFC South. Yeah, I could see that. I could see the Bucks home against, uh, you know, home against New Orleans. I definitely right. could see that. Right, right. But that would be, um, uh, that'd be. It, I mean, there are plenty of storylines for sure. Absolutely. Well, on tomorrow's podcast, I'm coming back tomorrow, right? Yep. I mean, I I, I do want to get into this whole topic of can they can they win it again? Can they you know can they? Yeah, we'll we'll discuss that. We'll discuss a little bit of uh, hockey. You know, the Tampa Bay Lightning, as we're doing this podcast, they're on their way to their ninth win. They're going to be nine one and one, I believe, which is a heck of a start. So we'll talk about them as well. And uh, yeah, so we got we got lots to deal with on tomorrow's show. So cool. Thanks for joining me, Tommy. Uh, for Steve Bursnick, this is Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. 